Hello, welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we're going to talk to Joe Belsan, an organic gardener and foodscaper. He also teaches organic gardening and provides advice at his local farmer's market. Now, this is Joe's fourth show with us here on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, and I know it's been one of my favorite shows when we get a chance to talk to Joe. In the past, um, Joe's told us about how to how to start a garden, how to get it through the dog days of summer, and then how to put it to bed in the fall, if you will. Today, Joe's going to move us out of the garden and into the kitchen, and that's why we're going to name today's show the Kitchen Gardener. So, Joe, thanks again for, for being with us. Always an educational time when, when we chat. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So so more of a focus on the, the kitchen uh, gardener today as opposed to getting the garden ready. Before we started, we were talking a little bit about, you mm-hmm. know, getting the garden ready and what we're doing right this time. But kind of move into the kitchen today. Is there kind of some stuff to maybe start us off with, some things that we maybe terminology, names, things like that to kind of get us in the mode? Yeah, uh, it, it's... Uh being a kitchen gardener is simply taking advantage of the uh, fruits and vegetables that you've cultivated cultivated on your own land. And if you don't have any uh, opportunities to grow your own stuff, then you're going to uh, hopefully take advantage of the local farmer's markets. Uh, mm-hmm. I noticed the other day that uh, the county uh, uh, farmer's markets are going to be opening up on uh, May 3rd right. in the various areas. And uh, there's also farm, farmers markets that are um, uh, supported by other groups like mm-hmm. City of Fairfax, mm-hmm. and uh, one uh, that I enjoy very much is called Smart Markets. Mm-hmm. They uh, they're not competition, but in a way they are a little bit to the county. There's a couple in that group that uh, are open year round. Oh wow! And one of them is located over here in Oakton, uh, right off of. Uh, yeah, right off of that road. Right. <laughs> I, I can see it in my mind. Yeah, right. You turn left at the right. right. But uh, one, of the, uh, one of the terms that floats around today is uh, called locavore, L-O-C-A-V-O-R-E. Okay. And locavore. all that is is, is uh, an individual who's taking advantage of produce and products that are grown or made within a 100-mile radius Normally, okay, of where they live, local okay, for the local, yeah, okay, for the local stuff, okay, and and the uh, other the other term that uh, is used frequently is sustainable practices, okay, yeah, yeah. you see it for, uh, you see it especially for uh, seafood, mm. okay, okay, and all all that simply means is the the uh, the farmer or the the fisherman or whoever goes in gets just enough. To feed, oh, okay. okay, and then leaves the rest to propagate themselves gotcha. or whatever. So you're, in not term, wa- so you're not wiping out that. You're not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. In terms of the land, for example, uh, I would say that an organic gardener is probably the best uh, ideal uh, for sustainable farming because they add to the soil. Oh, okay. 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 Things like compost, all right? Gotcha. They don't add any chemicals or, or things like that. And what they take from the soil, they replenish, replenish. with this nutrient. Right. Okay. okay. That's, that's one of the 
Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you, continue on that with sustainable first, but I want to mention on locovore that you mentioned, this term locovore, uh, within a certain mile radius, I think you said 100 mile mm-hmm. radius. Uh, interesting to note, the Fairfax County's farmers markets, and I think, I can't remember the number, 11, 10, 11, 12, something like yeah. that. Uh, you can learn more about those at fairfaxcounty.gov and just search for farmers markets. But I believe all the county's farmers markets Everything is grown, produced, et cetera, in a 125-mile radius mm-hmm. of the yeah. farmer's market. So yeah. pra- have that locavore practice, if exactly. you will. If exactly, exactly. Okay. It's the same way with the uh, smart markets. The The founder of that, uh, of that group unfortunately passed away recently, but uh, her husband has taken over. And they make a habit when, when a new vendor comes along mm-hmm. and wants to join the market. Uh, I, know, I can speak for the smart markets. They actually go out and, and te- check, check the farm, yeah, and yeah. you know, yes, you really are growing and tomatoes. That, yeah, and I know. think the county's county's uh, park authority uh, does that does as that well. same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Now you, we're talking about these sustainable practices, and you mentioned like being an organic gardener, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of helps. But if you're if you're not a gardener or you don't have a garden or you don't have a plot and maybe you're not a window gardener, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm trying to make sure we throw out all all the excuses or whatever. you got them all covered. Right. What what can you do or is there anything you can do to support sustainable practices? Yeah. It, the, I would say that uh, shopping at the farmer's market okay. as an example. Okay. Okay. And if you're, uh, well, if you eat out a lot like I do, okay, you want to support restaurants that that support oh, this yeah, philosophy yeah, of right. su- sustainable farming uh, and, and does so by purchasing you know from locations within this 100 mile radius or right. 125 mile radius right. one or the other um, and i'm sure if they do they have signage or i'm sure they yeah, they advertise yeah. it in some way yeah and i i just it's funny i just read an article about them also there's uh, there was a study done in new york city and uh, out of something like uh, 25 restaurants that uh, advertised right. uh, this locavore, uh, 19 didn't really practice uh-huh. it. So you have to be careful on it. Uh, you know, but the, we all get to we all get to know in a small area like this. That's true. That's true. Uh, you get to know the restaurateurs, and and you can pretty well have confidence that yeah. they are in fact. Uh, buying locally. And probably just a few questions you could ask when you go in for the first time for your meal. Exactly. Ask the waiter or waitress and kind of get a feel and yeah. see if they know the answers and kind of kind of tell. That's right. Okay. Uh, any Anything else other than uh, checking the restaurants? Uh, the other and, the other thing is to to uh, to be knowledgeable of what's in season. Okay. 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 Uh, because the, the supermarkets today are buying locally. Right. Okay? Right. And if you know what's growing locally, then you can have a, a certain amount of confidence when That's you true. go to the supermarket and buy. Right. If, if they're commercially grown, or and a lot of them are now carrying organic uh, certified products. Right. So we're, we're recording this uh, latter part of April. So let's, let's say April, May. If I'm going to the grocery store, what can I really, following up your example, because mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know. I don't know what's grown locally in April, May around mm-hmm. here. So 
Help me out a little bit. What what can I have some confidence what, what in? What you're what you're going to find uh, mostly are greens like uh, spinach, lettuces, and and kale and mustard, the green leaf collards. Okay. Um, asparagus right now is in is in. Uh, mm, I like asparagus. Okay, that's fantastic stuff. Throw a little hollandaise on it. Okay. Oh. Or or even just simply uh, what I've done with with asparagus. After I've steamed it, okay, I'll take some lemon juice and some garlic, oh, crushed nice. garlic, yeah. and cook that a little bit, a little bit right, right, right. warm it up, and then pour the, that over it oh. with a little bit of butter. Joe, do you have a cookbook? Yeah. <laughs> we, we need to make a cookbook. <laughs> I, you know, I, people used to encourage me to open up a restaurant, but with the way that I work, uh, my management skills are really, <laughs> right. you know, I'd go broke the first day. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what people good. would walk away saying, "Hey, that was that, good that food. was good food." Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, the other and the other thing that yeah. other things that uh, right now that you'll find are like peas and herbs. Mm, okay. 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 And uh, onions, of course. Uh, we're getting pretty pretty close to where strawberries are going to be available. I was going to ask about strawberries. Yeah. They they will be available uh, early May sometimes. Okay. But it depends on the the uh, the type of strawberry. Okay. okay. Mostly uh, commercial uh, farmers go for the, the ones that ripen in June. Mm. Okay, so you won't. When looking at strawberries, and I know we have bought some strawberries in the last week or two, uh, probably, not local, probably created, mm-hmm. uh, driven in from somewhere. Um, a question, when you're buying strawberries, is it better to buy them like ripe, really ripe? Or, or get some of the ones that are not quite ripe yet. Do, do they then ripen as you have when, them? When you, when you pick a strawberry, it stops right then and there. Okay. And, and uh, it, it, the flavor and the consistency of the strawberry start deteriorating. Going down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And you, you should eat them within a day or two of your purchase. Okay. That's my recommendation. Good to know. Um, I try to, you know, I try to plan, um, plan ahead, but you can only, you know, you can only accomplish certain things in, in planning that way. Right. Like uh, today is Wednesday, right? We, we're going to have the family over for dinner on Sunday, all right? So I'll wait until Friday or Saturday to buy things like maybe watermelon or honeydew to serve as appetizers. Uh, oh, that makes for, sense. For that, that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy it today. Right. But, okay. Good. Good to know. Yeah. Anything else on on that point before we go on? No. That, okay. That's, okay. Uh, that's I, I was going to ask you. You mentioned organic earlier, um, and I guess a question I have. I don't know if other folks have it, but does organic mean that it's going to taste better, and or does it mean that it's more nutritious? That's a good question. And uh, the jury is still out on a, mm, on one okay. of the factors at least. Okay. okay. There was a study done by Berkeley out in California regarding exactly the same thing, the com- commercial versus organically grown. Mm-hmm. And they used the same products. Okay. All right. I don't know about the varieties, <laughs> the difference in the varieties, but the bottom line was that there was no difference in the taste Okay. Between the commercially grown and organically grown. Okay. All right? Okay. Now, the one thing that nobody has done is to study 
what the differences are between someone who is eating commercially grown foods, all right, that has pesticides, mm-hmm. residue, and gotcha, et cetera, gotcha. versus organic, all right? And the, the strong belief there is that the organic is naturally more healthy because yeah. you're not getting any exposure from, com- from commercial fertilizers or from the Mm-hmm. Uh, bug killers and whatever right. that they use. Well, before you went into the second part, I was going to ask then what's the the benefit or, you know, because I'm assuming, am I right, that organic often is more expensive? Yes, but it's becoming much more competitive today. Okay. Or, organic farming has been growing at a rate of around 20% a year wow. for the last 10 or 15 years, and I, I maybe even longer than that, but... Uh, uh, yeah, they, people are recognizing the value of it, mm. okay? Uh, there are, uh, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but the the, uh, uh, the term organic is defined by USDA, Department of Agriculture. Okay, okay. All right? And the bottom line there is that basically the farmer does not use any chemical none, fertilizers none or okay. bug killers or anything like that. There are some exceptions that they are allowed to use, uh, but again, here you're dealing with an individual who has a plot of land, as little as an acre to as much as, you know, a couple of hundred acres right. or even a thousand, all right? And the bottom line there is the more that they spend on chem- on chemicals, the less they make in a profit. Right, right. And that, that was one of the first questions that I asked when I... Uh, got exposures to uh, to farmers markets, and this was years ago. First question I asked was, "Well, how much fertilizer do you use, and how much bug spray?" And and the answer that I got consistently was, "As little as possible, mm-hmm. because the more I use, the less I make." Not, and it wasn't that they were concerned about the environment or other things. It was the profit motive. It was the profit motive. But but hey, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll take whatever we can. You're entitled to it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, and and you'll you'll find uh, you'll find that that's like I say, fruits and vegetables at the farmers markets are grown with, with a little bit more attention than on a commercial plot, right? Where they use a lot of machinery, et cetera. Gotcha. And that and that is something that uh, we're going to have to get accustomed to. Right. We're going to do. Uh, we're going to see a, a a very unwanted increase in prices. Mm-hmm. All right, because of various factors. Now we we saw some increases in prices because of the drought that we had in California. Mm, okay. Okay. Now we're going to see some increase in prices because of the lack of labor. Mm. Okay. All right. So you kind of helped us define organic. Um, am I? Uh, well, I'm, I'll, I'll hold that question for a minute. There's also um, you mentioned commercial. So I want, I want you to see if you can kind of tell me what that means when you say commercial. And then let's also talk about this term all natural and, mm-hmm. and how that fits in with organic and, and other things. So so we talked about uh, organic, and I've heard you mention a few times commercial. So hit, hit yeah. commercial for the, me. The commercial is the is the large farm okay. all right, that produces um, various types of crops. Okay. Uh, as an example... Uh, California produces 71% of the green leaf plants wow. 
in the United States. Goodness. Okay. And right now, uh, they're getting hit. The drought is over, but now the whole state is becoming a swamp. Mm. And a, a lot of the crops are rotting in the fields right. because of the water. Okay. But commercially grown is that is just what it sounds like. You know, they're, large they're using large operations. And that, and I'm assuming that size then also means that automation and increased use of pesticides, chemicals, bug sprays, those kind of yep. things, because it is more of a, well, commercial enterprise. It's a more of a uh, profit-seeking venture, if you will. And, and, and they're not very sustainable, that's for sure, mm. because each year they have to add more uh, fertilizer because they're not adding back to the because earth. the land is getting weaker, I guess, or whatever. Well, they're, whatever they're taking the, all the nutrients right, out of right, it, right. and, and the only way they can put do is to to replenish it right. is to do it artificially. Right. Okay. Interesting. And that's the that's the. Uh, the all right. What, what's this all natural? What if we see uh, a label or somebody say? There's there's a term that'll. There's really no definition for that by the USDA. Oh. Okay. okay? So you can do just about anything you want. The USDA just just uh, requires that there's no artificial or synthetic products added to whatever it is you're buying. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's become a very favorite term, especially of the commercial, because it it makes it look like it's organic, right. but it's really not. Okay. Okay. So organic can be all natural. It, organic is all natural. Right. right <laughs> I mean, right. truly all natural. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know I'm confused. But anyway. <laughs> so let's uh, – we've only got a couple of minutes. It's amazing how time flows here on the Fairfax 50-plus podcast talking to Joe Belsan. And we're, we're kind of doing the, the kitchen gardener uh, show today here in the springtime. And I'm sure we'll have Joe back uh, another uh, few weeks or months or so to talk about uh, springtime planting and what, what he's got going on in his garden. But uh, – uh, if we are looking to get ready for our garden, to, to start planting, and, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming it's getting close to time to start planting, what should we be looking at planting or thinking about planting now? Well, I'm, I'm, I missed the window to uh, put in things like peas and spinach and greens back in March. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, we've had a mild spring, but the rain is the real problem. Mm. And... Uh, uh, this, the temperature of the soil right now, I think, is still cool enough that you can get away with putting in a, a crop of uh, peas or oh, okay. um, Interesting. Uh, spinach and, you know, greens, stuff like that. Okay. But uh, you're coming up on a period, uh, especially starting in May, uh, that you can start putting in some of your warmer uh, crops. Okay. Like uh, okra. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. All of those. Uh, yeah, all of those warm, the warm ones. Uh, okay. Carrots and, and things like that. Uh, your crook, cucumbers. Uh, I would wait a little bit, you know, towards the end of May on that. But oh, okay. uh, you know, you, never you need know the soil, this... soil to warm up a little bit more is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you want the, the soil temperature should be around 60 degrees, especially for your tomato plants. Mm. Putting in your tomato plants when the, when it, when the temperature of the soil is less than 60, you're, you're not going to, the plant will live probably, but it's not going to produce like it should. 
Okay. So I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. I know, okay. but how, how do I know that? Is there like a ground thermometer I can there get? There is. Okay. There is. I, I, I wanted to test mine yesterday, but because of the rain, it was, <laughs> you know. It was measuring what, water. What am I measuring? Right. The soil or the water, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, okay. yeah, that's a. So uh, you just get a ground thermometer in any yeah, hardware store, gardening store, exactly. whatever. And then t- okay. Exactly. Interesting. Do that. Okay. Um, last minute or two. Um, you kind of touched on one of your your recipes, if you will, mm-hmm. earlier, and I, I joked about it, about having a cookbook. But I think you may may have some some tips or suggestions here as we kind of wrap up about uh, how to how to prepare some of these garden veggies. Yeah, I I, I really enjoy uh, doing that. Uh, I mean, there's no greater satisfaction than you know putting seed in the ground, having the plant grow, and then right. going out and harvesting these things, and uh, you know. Every once in a while, I'll sit down with a can of sardines and a couple of slices of bread and some lemon juice, and I go out to the garden and I pick either some lettuce or some you know young kale leaves and throw that on, and boy, does that taste good! A feast. But one of my favorite dishes, and I was uh, just explaining this to someone the other day, is to take fresh spinach, okay, okay. rinse it off real well, okay, and then in the in the bottom of a pot. I mean, like a soup pot or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, heat up some oil, throw some pine nuts in there until they turn a little tan, and some chopped garlic. Mm. All right. Then throw the spinach in mm-hmm. with the w- shaking off the excess water. Right. And just start stirring it, and pretty soon that whole pot full of spinach yeah. is going to decrease down to about, an <laughs> about inch nothing yeah yeah but it's going to you're going to mix in the oil you're going to mix in oh, the pine nuts that flavor. and the garlic flavor yeah and then just put that on the side of the plate and yeah. there you go okay I'm serious Joe we got to get a, cook, a cookbook going here <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to our next conversation coming up uh, soon I'm sure but last 30 seconds anything uh, final thought anything I forgot to ask or you want to make a point of no that's it's just uh, being aware of what is available and what uh, what, is, what is growing in your area can make uh, make your shopping a lot more fun and, and a lot healthier for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Okay. Um, and, and growing your own, too. I mean, whether if you don't have a garden, no problem. Using a container. Right, which we've okay, talked about can, before. We've talked, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it makes life easy. And, like I say, it's really a lot of fun to... You know, watch the seeds grow. And Absolutely. It, especially if you have grandkids around. They, right. they, yeah. they, they go for that stuff. Got to do a progress report on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. you got it. All right. Well, and, and you know, Joe is, is uh, gracious here in that he's uh, giving us his email address that we can pass along to you. So if you have any any questions, you can uh, shoot him an email at foodscaper at hotmail.com. Uh, again, that's foodscaper at hotmail.com with any questions you may have about organic and uh, kitchen gardening. And again, Joe, thanks for, for being on. Look forward to the thanks next for conversation. You can find uh, more county older adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities, news information by calling 703-324-7948. 
The TTY number is 711, and you can call Monday through Friday. Or you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. And when you're on that webpage, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper, as well as Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. And you can also link from there over to the Fairfax 50 Plus Facebook page. Be sure to give that page a like so that you'll receive more news updates. Again, thanks to Joe for being with us. Thanks to you for listening. And remember that the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.